Welcome to the Bluff Podcast, where you get the bottom line up front and we won't waste your time. Hello and welcome back to the Bluff Line. Again, I am your host, Command Sergeant Major Juan Jimenez, stationed out of Redstone Arsenal, Alabama. Coming at you, it's been a little while and I apologize. We had to take a little breather to catch up on some things administratively, but we are back and I'm glad to be back. Thank you to all our listeners for being a little patient and if you're listening, thank you for chiming in and listening. We are on episode 14. We had to get off Lucky 13, so I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're able to bring some information out to you guys. Again, reach out to me if you're interested in listening to somebody or bringing somebody on the show to get interviewed. I have another special guest today that we're able to bring on to talk a little bit about the retention, the Army Retention Program. I want to introduce our AMC Command Career Counselor, and that is uh, Sergeant Major Juan Lopez, or Jesus Lopez, excuse me, and pass the mic over to him to kind of let himself kind of introduce what he does and where he's from and just a little bit about him. So without further ado, I'm going to pass the mic over to Sergeant Major Jesus Lopez. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Sergeant Major Jimenez. Come on, Sergeant Major Jimenez, I'm sorry. Tell you a little bit about myself. You know, I was born in Puerto Rico, Boricua all the way. Began my military career in 1998, 23 years ago. Seems like a lot, but I actually enjoy every every minute of it. I hold numerous positions, you know, infantryman, recruiting, operations NCO, career counselor, and now command career counselor for the, of course, U.S. Army Material Commands, the best A-Com in the Army. I'm married, I'm married to my soulmate. I have two beautiful daughters, which one of them, I'm really proud of her. She's in the Army as well. Second Lieutenant, brand new, finished her master's degree, and she's recently married. So uh, that, that, that shows a lot of effort from her. I'm proud of her, as you can tell. I love helping soldiers and families every chance I get. I love working out, you know, so I can eat. I'm Hispanic. <laughs> And of course, you know, excel the APFT and now the ACFT and keep up with the younger generation of soldiers. I also enjoy traveling with the family every chance I get and appreciate the opportunity to actually be here and, and share some thoughts about the Army Retention Program. Sergeant Major Lopez, again, thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule. I know AMC keeps you pretty busy. You reach out a lot to all the other career counselors out there and keep everybody going, keep our Army pumping and keeping them in boots. So we thank you for being on the show today and, and what an awesome story and, and career you've had. Thank you for your service to our country. And it's, I can tell you that I've met uh, Sergeant Major Lopez here at Redstone Arsenal and, you know, battle buddy already. The most unique thing about serving in the United States Army is we come from all walks of life. Like you said, he he comes from Puerto Rico. Um, I was born in El Paso, Texas. I'm Mexican descent and we can get along just fine. And, you know, he, you know, true friend already. Glad to have him on the team here with us. You know, uh, we support each other and I'm glad he was able to take a little time and I'm sure your family's proud of all your accomplishments and everything you've done. Really, this this platform is to talk a little bit about yourself, talk a little bit about what an AMC Command Career Counselor does for the United States Army. And I just want to kind of, you know, throw another question at you is, what is your role as the AMC Command Career Counselor? As you already know, you know, we work for General Daly and Samuel Delgado. So I'm the program manager, you know, for the retention program, policy administrator and expert technical advisor to them on all retention aspects of the Army Retention Program. I also exercise 
operational supervision over subordinate unit retention programs. I prepare and conduct training and conduct staff, assist, teach, and train subordinate staff sections. We also administer daily operations to pull and disseminate reports to all subordinate commands. Uh, this is the retention of eligible soldiers to make sure they track them, and also the enlistment statistics numbers, including soldiers transferring into the Army Reserves. So far, year today, we have enlisted 253 fiscal year 2021 soldiers and 123 FY22 soldiers, with a total of 376 soldiers year today. We're currently working with 27 more FY22 initial term soldiers and 10 more midterm soldiers to accomplish the retention mission for the fiscal year and to meet the headquarter DA retention mission that was given to us. In addition to that, we know in, in, in the emails that I sent to the commands, you know, we track whose soldiers have transferred the GI Bill, you know, the 9-11 GI Bill to the dependents and to ensure they meet the service remain requirement. We track and process all medical mandatory reclass. When it comes to medical, you know, if somebody has a P3 profile, we try to help them out, you know, they get referred to us and we try to help them out to see what other MOSs they can do if they don't get MEB. We also do mandatory reclass, you know, in case they don't meet the qualifications required by the MOS, we, we do the mandatory reclass as well for them. And other uh, reports that we do, that we stay engaged with the team to ensure not only we do enlistments, you know, we do readiness in regard to soldiers, you know, and taking care of them and their families. Hey, look, that's that's a big job, man. I, and I appreciate what all our career counselors do. I can tell you that, you know, even in my time when I heard about the post 9-11 GI Bill, I went and sat down with my career counselor to see what it was all about. I definitely signed up for it. And I can tell you just like the story you told about your daughter being a lieutenant in the United States Army. My daughter is using the post 9-11 GI Bill as we speak and, and started her second year at the University of Texas in El Paso. So, you know, there's a lot of great things out there that are opportunities for soldiers that some might not even know without, you know, going in and seeking out either a retention NCO or a career counselor to get that great information. So I would, I would ask you, you know, I mean, what made you want to go into this field of career counseling and retention? You know, the main thing is, uh, as I stated before, is taking care of soldiers and families. That for me has always been my priority number one. When I finished my recruiting duty, I came to line units, you know, the CSM offered me the opportunity to actually be a retention NCO. Uh, and because I always love to help soldiers out, you know, in regards to the career wise and, and options and benefits, you know, to stay with the team, I decided to switch over from infantry to career counselor. I'm a career counselor first, before command career counselor, before anything else. I have the system to check all the options, so I sneak around every chance I get to talk directly with the soldiers all over the world. As you know, we have soldiers in U.S. Army Material Command in every installation. So we ensure we go the extra mile for them, you know, and their families in making the right decision and stay with the team. I also talk to the leadership to provide expertise to continue to improve the retention program and to that end accomplish the retention mission. So I love what I do, you know, I, I share that with everyone out there and with that we, we we take care of soldiers as well as make the retention mission. That is awesome. You know, and taking care of soldiers is, you know, our primary mission as a non-commissioned officer. And it just kind of makes me think of the the creed of the non-commissioned officer where it talks about no one is more professional than I. You know, I am 
a non-commissioned officer, a leader of soldiers, and as a non-commissioned officer, I realized that I'm a member of a time-honored corps, which is known as the backbone of the Army, right? So that time-honored corps, to me, I think, you know, the non-commissioned officer being that career counselor allows for others to, to continue to serve. And if you've, you know, spent a few years in the Army and you're on the fence of, you know, should I stay in or should I not? I think definitely sitting down with, you know, your, your first line leaders, uh, your career counselors, those people will definitely talk to you a little bit about, you know, what it is all about being in a time-honored core, right? And you just mentioned about extending yourself out and helping. I mean, to me, it's, it, and it's all spelled out in our creed of the non-commissioned officer. It, it talks about my two basic responsibilities will always be uppermost in my mind, accomplishment of my mission and the welfare of my soldiers. So it's definitely spelled out. And like everything that we do out here, you know, if you serve your time as a soldier, you know, be it three years, four years, six years, 10 years, and you feel like, you know, I've reached a point and I'm ready to transition. I mean, you know, the career counselor will also give you some good advice on that uh, as well. I, I know the career counselor's primary mission is to, to ensure that we retain our, uh, our soldiers and, and help them in, in finding, you know, avenues that they might be looking that align with Army's goals as well. And, and that's what they do. So I think that's pretty important. That, that you took on that job and now you're, you know, you're leading in, in the AMC, leading other uh, career counselors out there. I would tell you that, you know, we, we, we're, we're getting out of this COVID pandemic, you know, uh, a whole year was a little bit tough for everybody. You know, we were just talking about finances earlier before we came online. Uh, we were talking about other restraints that we had to go through with, uh, with this COVID pandemic. You know, did you guys, as career counselors kind of feel that same tension while, while COVID-19 was going on. Uh, any thoughts on that or ways that you guys worked around that? I will tell you, you know, in, in our job, we use a lot of systems, you know, we call them directly by phone, by MS Teams, by emails. So we, we're familiar to not having them face-to-face -face perhaps, you know, especially in the AMC where we have to reach out to them from far away. So so the systems were already in place. The only changes is in regards to the soldiers. You know, the soldiers last year, they were actually uh, skeptical about getting out. So they actually, we have a lot of uh, high retention rates. Not that we didn't do before, but we have a little higher than normal because they were waiting out to make sure, you know, the outside was actually up and running. They, were, they didn't want to risk that. So we do a lot of extensions. We do a lot of renaissance based on that this year is different this year they actually seen where where the pandemic is actually getting better and they actually not all of them but some of them the ones that actually extended last year they're actually thinking about getting out right now this year so we have to re-engage them you know and make sure that the leadership is involved continue to be involved as they already are to help them out to to stay with the team so the only difference between the two is that is last year they were extending this year they were actually uh considering some of them the ones that extended last year just based on waiting out they're actually trying to get out so regardless of the job we were doing good it was not different we just had to do it more with the systems in regards to the soldiers you know that's, that's the difference between the two you know sorry major lopez i would tell you that you 
said something there and it and it really resonated with me and you said leadership involvement i think that's very important especially for young soldiers that are in the united states army coming through trying to figure it out trying to figure out the, the army way or trying to figure out is this a career for me or you know just trying to learn the system of being a soldier in the united states army and leader involvement is definitely key and crucial in what we do and i think uh, you know first line leaders all the way to career counselors and retention ncos they definitely should have the tools or should uh, ensure they have the tools to to be able to advise you know our young soldiers about the future of what the army may hold you know different bonuses that may be out there different options that might be out there or you know you name it i mean there, there there's things out there that career counselors know that not the everyday soldier knows I would, I would ask you, you know, what do you suggest or what do you think if a service member is on the fence of either re-enlisting or getting out, you know, what are some things that you would advise that young soldier to, to think about or, or look into before making a big decision like that? You know, every time I talk to the soldiers, you know, especially if they're on the fence, you know, I always tell them to compare and wait out the options, you know. I tell them, hey, you know, just grab a piece of paper, you know, compare the two, the plan that you have of getting out and the plan of staying in and compare the benefits, you know, and, and the job and then see which one is, is the best. And not only that, ensure that your plan to get out is actually the best plan to actually execute. Because a lot of times they want to do something, you know, but the plan is not really concrete. It's just they're throwing the dice, you know, and seeing if that will actually play out. When when we talk to them, you know, we ensure they, they know the basics. Regardless, they tell us if if we have some of those that, that tell us, hey, I'm not enlisting no matter what you say, you know, right. no problem. You're gonna hear me out, you know. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what options you may have. So we we go over the options. You ensure that they are in the enlistment window, which is 15 months from ETS, and then we also ensure that they are qualified to stay in the army because sometimes they're not qualified based on APFT failure, overweight, you name it. It's, it's many things, legal, uh, many things that could be a disqualifier for them to stay with the team. But if they meet all the qualifications, then we ensure we, we give them the five options if they qualify. You know the regular army which is option one is just to add more time normally we use that option just to meet its service main requirement from headquarters da impose assignment you know then we have option two you know which is the best option in the army right is to stay in the current location where they are because they love those leadership and they love the team cohesion and all that that is the stabilization where they can be stabilized for one to 18 months period of stabilization and then we have option three which is in case they want to change their mos we can see what other MOSs may be available. Perhaps they have to qualify, you know, in the lines course to enter into the MOS. And also if we have the MOS available and the strength support for them to actually reclass. We also have in the same option three, which is Army training, we also have if they wish to do an SQI ASIs, you know, that's also an, an option available depending on the MOS and all that. And also the slotting that the Army has available. Option four is the overseas assignments, as you all know, is depending on the strength and all that, you know, they can request Korea, Europe, Germany, Hawaii, Alaska, Japan, and many other overseas assignments that we may have. We do have the system to see every location that is available, MOS and skill level. So that is a, a big thing for us to actually be there and actually show them or through the phone, you know, FaceTime, 
The option five is the current station of choice, you know, to stay stateside in the States. That'd be, for example, for John, Hood, Stuart, Meyer, Lewis, you name it, you know, all the stateside assignments that we may have. Those are the enlistment options. We also talk to them about the special programs, you know, they want to be recruiters, drill sergeants, they want to go OCS, green to go. I mean, the Army has so many different options that they can go to and take advantage and maximize, you know, the Army career. But, but it's up to them. It's up to them to actually do that next step. And we help them out in regards to making sure they qualify and what is the best option for them as well as, as you already know, we gotta match their needs and desires, right? right. But we also gotta help the army needs, you know? And that's what the systems are for. We tell them, hey, you know, just always talk to them, you know, talk to the retention NCOs, talk to the career counselors, make sure you sit down and spend some time with them and take the options available to you and take them with you and think about and wait out the options of getting out and staying in. And that's mainly our main thing that we tell the soldiers, no? No, man, and, and, you, and you know, to our listeners, you, you heard it here, you know, from our AMC Command Career Counselor, Sergeant Major Jesus Lopez, you know, a lot of options out there, you know, definitely get with your leadership, get with your uh, career counselor, retention NCOs, and they can advise you on all that information, or they can uh, at least ask to get you that information so that you're well aware of what you're doing. It is a big decision after serving three to four to six years, uh, you know, for those that are initially completing their first term or if you're about the 10-year mark and crossing over, you know, they definitely got some, some good information. I can tell you that when I first joined the Army way back in the day, I was planning on doing three years and getting out. And 28 years later, I'm still going, and it's because a, a retention NCO or career counselor continued to walk me through, you know, the decisions of what's comparable to the outside of the Army versus the inside of the Army and make me break down kind of a financial breakdown to, to ensure if I was getting out, you know, I aligned with the same kind of pay I was uh, I was currently getting. And, uh, you know, uh, I was also uh, getting promoted. So I liked what I was doing and made my decision a little bit easier with that good mentorship of career counselor. So outstanding job by our career counselors out there and not seek them out. They will they will definitely get you that information. And I, that's what I wanted to do today. You know, as we kick off episode uh, 14 is, is uh, bring on Sergeant Major Lopez to tell uh, all service members out there that there is someone that you can talk to about career opportunities in the United States Army if you're thinking about uh, transitioning out or thinking about re-enlisting by all means and also for our civilian workforce if you got some soldiers running around there and you know they've been there for a little while you know encourage them to go talk to their uh, career counselors as well you know so that we can keep our members on the team I think it's important especially if we've invested so much in into their training and stuff like that we want to keep good good soldiers in in our in our in our ranks and in our force so it it is a good field to be in too as well i mean if like he said there's options in there if if you've ever thought about being a career counselor that is an option too but i just want to thank sergeant major lopez and uh, you know before i close out with our, our bluff line today give him the last opportunity to say anything he might want to say before we close our line again to our listeners thank you for chiming in i know it's been a little bit and i've been wanting to get back on we're we're back on and by all means send me an email send me a telephone if you're interested in finding out a little bit of information on on a certain topic so we can make sure that we bring that on. But without further ado, uh, you know, Sergeant Major Lopez, any last closing comments or anything you want to put out to, to our listeners out there? Hey, you know, if for any reason you, you are on the fence of listening and at the end you decide to ETS, 
please consider transitioning into the Army Reserves, you know, into the National Guard or the Reserves. It's, it's always good to stay with the team, you know, to keep that benefit, especially the health care, you know, and, and that cohesion, team cohesion, you know, and, and be part-time of, of a great team of the Army. As we all know, you know, helping the organization and its people is our no, number one priority. Talk to your soldiers and families to stay the army, in the Army team. It is critical, as we stated before, for all levels of leadership to stay involved with the soldiers' decision to stay with the team. As you know, recruiting and retention equals Army overall and strength. So soldiers come from somewhere. <laughs> Every time we ask G1S1 for soldiers' replacement, they come from recruiting and retention. We must do our part to retain our most valuable asset in the Army, soldiers and families and his people. We appreciate all the leadership, effort, and involvement on retaining our soldiers and family. As I stated before, we have enlisted 376 Army Strong Soldiers, and this is a reflection on the quality of leadership exhibited by commanders, officers, and NCOs. I want to thank Command Sergeant Major Jimenez for giving me the opportunity to share the retention knowledge to all leaders and soldiers, and we definitely appreciate your command for taking care of us here at Reston Arsenal. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Sergeant Major Lopez, uh, for like again uh, taking some time to come on on the show, give give us uh, some knowledge, give the listeners some knowledge out there on our retention program in the United States Army. Uh, just to recap some of the episodes that we've done, and you know, it's really an information flow that I, I wanted to kick off this podcast, especially during the pandemic, and I want to keep it going. You know, we we had uh, we kind of kicked it off with some general information on our first uh, episode, and we were able to bring in Department of Public works and talk a little bit about that. We talked about uh, public affairs and, uh, you know, kind of the state of COVID. We were able to bring our religious support NCO, our inspecting general SAR major on the show, our safety uh, guru to talk safety uh, around the installation. We even brought on, on our uh, HHC first sergeant. We brought a recruiter on to talk everything recruiting. We brought an engineer on for uh, episode five. We Our equal opportunity advisor up at AMC was on our show. We talked about SHARP, our sexual harassment assault response program. We, we here recently closed out the Army Emergency Relief Program. So we had our coordinator come on and talk a little bit about that. We, we also had our CR2C, our Commanders Ready and Resilient Council, you know, and, and here for episode 14, we were able to bring in our AMC, you know, Command Career Counselor, Sergeant Major uh, Lopez uh, to talk retention. So, you know, by all means, you know, reach out to us. We'll continue to bring you the information you know that's us here closing out episode 14 thank you all for tuning in to the bluff line we are out of here bye-bye stay army strong when it matters